What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome to the Michigan Maniacs podcast reaction episode of the Peach Bowl. This is your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, before we get into this thing, um, please check out whatever platform you listen to this show on. If you could rate it or just leave a pretty nice review, that would be awesome. Uh, or if you just want to go to the Michigan Man pod, uh, podcast fan page on Facebook and leave a review, that'd be sweet too. Uh, just go there, hang out, enjoy the pictures and some of the articles I post. Uh It's anything that I find interesting about Michigan. Even though you may not find it interesting, I find it interesting. So, uh, just so you guys have an idea, I'm always going to go with what I find very cool. And most of the time when I find it interesting or cool, 95% of the time you guys feel the same way I do. So, that's that's the trend that's going to continue. But, oh my God. The Peach Bowl I'm not going to spend too much time on. For obvious fucking reasons. Now, I know I said that uh, the Peach Bowl, who cares? Granted, I do want to win every bowl, but that was that wasn't even really a game. I don't even know. You know what it was? It does. <sighs> okay. Before I get into this, it needs to be a little uh, laying of the background or a little just information so you know where I'm coming from. Well, a fellow maniac left me an article, way to go Stu, thank you so much, uh, saying that kids aren't happy with Harbaugh. Things are starting to fall apart around the seams at this Michigan program. And that two, a couple things are being addressed and I'm going to address them in my own way and what I think. Uh, one with this whole kids and Harbaugh situation. They say that he lies too much, he's not being honest. And the few examples they they show are the Zach Gentry, uh, the Zach Gentry player, and then Quinn Nordeen, and then also James Hudson. So you're saying, Adam, what are all these dudes having to do? Now, I'm pretty sure when you look at, we'll do the easiest one first, Quinn Nordeen. Who cares about him? He's a field, first of all, he's a field goal kicker in college football. So no one cares about him. Zero. I'm sure he's a nice kid. Whatever. I don't care. Cut your hair to look like Ricky Va- uh, Rick Vaughn from uh, Major League. Okay. 
so you're you're one of those you know I'm on the edge kickers. Okay, we get it. You're creating your brand, but here's the thing. How about this, Nordine? If you want to be pissed off at Harbaugh, why don't you quit knuckleballing the the ball as you kick a field goal? Then maybe people will listen to you. But if you're a knuckleball kicking field goal kicker who looks like Rick Vaughn, no one gives a shit. All right? I don't know what else to tell you. Moody comes in. No matter where he's at on the field, he usually puts it straight down the upright. And a beautiful kick. That's why you lost your job. And Nordine, I think, is going to be kicked off the team because the rumor has it is that he motherfucked Jim Harbaugh in a practice and then was escorted off the field. So, not a shock. I mean, a, a sassy field goal kicker. Who gives a shit? Like, literally, I do not care one bit about if Quinn Nordine is upset about anything. All right, be a real football player, then I'll care. Um... Now we'll get to James Hudson. James Hudson was promised that he would start in 2018 and a lock for 2019. Well, he didn't start in 2018. So he got upset. Uh, His mom got upset and he left the team. Okay, here's one thing that I I think I'm noticing here. And it also goes with the way we played out on that field the other day. Is that this is a... This is a program that is ran by Harbaugh, who is an old, old school type coach. Now, Saban has somehow avoided this problem. I don't know. I'm not a Bama maniac, so I'm not trying to find out anything about Bama. But I'm sure this can't be just a Michigan problem where a uh, old school head coach who's like, listen. Play it out on the field. If you're truly the best, then you'll play type deal. Then, you know, I think they all make promises, right? Like, it's to me, it just looks like new, this new age batch of children have been handled in such a, a soft and guiding way that they don't like it when they're lied to. Well, I'll be honest. There's part of me that tells these fucking kids, shut the hell up and just be happy you're playing effing football. You know what I mean? Like, life isn't easy. Here's the thing. Uh, Gentry, This I'm saving the best for last of this one because I really like Gentry as a player. I really do. But there are two things I've heard now that make me think he is a completely spoiled young man. And listen, God bless him. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to bag on this kid, but I'm telling you there are two things that I find completely a pain in the ass, and I think he could be a tremendous thorn in Harbaugh's side and could be one of those cysts if it's not cut out and let go can really destroy a a locker room. And I'll tell you why. All head coaches lie. Get used to it. Guess what? My head coach, when I played ball, called me a faggot the majority of my life because I ran upright. I ran upright as a running back, so they put me to uh, strong safety, and I excelled at being strong safety. Then the, then I stopped being called faggot. You know what I mean? Like I actually got to a position that I was good at, but then I excelled at another position. All coaches lie to you. All coaches yell at you. All coaches aren't meant to be your best buddies. 
They're not meant to hug you and tell you that you're safe and that the big bad world of fans aren't going to hurt you, that these are just words. Now, granted, I don't think fans should tweet the young man and call him an awful piece of shit or that he's he's letting the team down. How can you do the Like, save it. Save it, fans. We can criticize. Listen, we have the right as fans to criticize when our team sucks. So when I said I was happy he got a concussion in the Ohio State game because he could, so he could has a reason to stop dropping balls. Well, okay, partly because I think that's funny. Two, he sucked that game. I'm not attacking him as a person. I'm not saying God, Gentry's the worst person I've ever met in my life. How could he? Blah blah blah. I didn't do that like some of these fans do. But yes, we have a right to criticize. You didn't play well. What did you want us to be like? Everyone else in the world out there, it's okay. Are your feelings hurt? Well, if if you are, then we will apologize, and you'll be okay. And you know, life is filled with rainbows. Rainbows. That's right. Pretty rainbows. And no one says anything mean to you out in that big fat world, this big bad world. No one will ever say anything mean to you, Zach Gentry, especially when you go to the NFL. They're all big, loving, caring people there in the NFL. No one has a problem with that sport. No one. So you're picking a sport to go with big hugs and kisses. I mean, get over it. He says he may not. He may go into the draft to avoid what the fans have been saying. That number one tells me grow the fuck up, okay? Um, just so you guys know, this will be an unfiltered episode. I'm going to use the word uh, fuck quite a bit in this. So if you have young kids, or if you have virgin ears, or if you just don't like the word f, uh, fuck, then I. Please feel free to skip this one and I will do better next time. But this is going to be bad. Uh, He's going to leave to go in the NFL draft to avoid fans who are saying mean things to him. Does this make logic? Does this have any type of real logic to you? I mean, who leaves a sport to go into the higher sport just to be yelled at even more. Last time I checked, Gentry, Gentry, Gent, <laughs> Gentry, Jesus Christ, he never had a beer thrown in his face. He doesn't have grown men screaming shit about his mama uh, at a home game or an away game or whatever. And if he has... That's just football. Those are fans. He's going to go to the NFL where I know I've seen numerous times this season where fans have thrown beers into the faces of the football players. And he wants to leave college football because the fandom's too rough on him there. What do you think they're going to do, Gentry, when you drop a pass in a key moment of a game that could have potentially put your team into a playoff? Do you think the fans are going to hug and love you then? Or will you just be comforted by your millions of dollars that you've made so therefore the the hurt, the sting doesn't hurt as much? It doesn't, you don't feel it as bad. You know what I mean? Like, don't give me this shit about the fans. Yes, I don't think fans should tell you how awful of a person you are. 
And when I said you should get a concussion or you got a concussion, it wasn't I wasn't wishing it for you. I'm just happy you were not going to be on the field anymore to fuck things up in the game that we needed you to play big time. That's all I'm saying. I'm sorry that Jim Harbaugh made you feel bad. I'm sorry he made you feel like he wasn't being truthful to you when you decommitted from Texas and you were going to go play quarterback for Jim Harbaugh. Maybe you weren't good as a quarterback. I don't know. Maybe maybe you weren't as good as, God forbid, John O'Corn and Wilton Spate because that was your time period maybe they said you know what this kid's got a lot of speed hands height maybe he might get into the NFL as a as a tight end because the NFL needs big strong guys with good hands in the NFL maybe that's his best route maybe a coach who's been doing this for years actually saw something in you that you could have been better at so would you have rather been the starting quarterback at Michigan and been so-so and only been okay? Because I'll tell you, they don't let you open up the ball and throw it like crazy at Michigan. So it's not like anybody's going to be saying, wow, look at the arm. He's so amazing. He makes all the throws. No. They're saying, oh, look, he got a concussion and he dropped eight balls. Oh, throw that to him in big games. You know? Yeah. The Peach Bowl, that's the thing with Gentry. I just, I think he, and because he didn't get what he wanted, I can see him telling and telling these kids, you know, hey, he kind of lies to you. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a quarterback. I don't know if this is true. This is just my guess off of the two things that I've heard from this kid. Oh, and then the uh, the second one. Oh yeah, we just went over that. He wanted to be a quarterback, and he felt like Harbaugh lied to him. Okay. I don't know, but it looks like you're going to the NFL anyways. Gee, hurt my feelings. Someone someone moved me from a position to another one, and now I'm going to go and become a professional at that position and make millions of dollars. Oh, my life is so put upon. I wanted to be a quarterback and maybe not make the NFL, but now I'm going to the NFL. Oh, I'm going to make millions. Poor me. The fans don't like me. They say mean things about me. I'm going to go to the NFL. They're going to hug me and kiss me and tell me everything's perfect. That's where everything's great. In the real world. I can't wait to leave college. The real world is so much nicer and better. Oh, fuck me. Just ridiculousness. James Hudson, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if somebody said you were given a, a, a position, a starting position. I don't know. When I grew up, I was supposed to earn things. I wasn't just given stuff. I have to earn them. That's why life is hard. Because earning things sometimes isn't always easy when you're in a competitive sport. Where other guys come in and think, I can beat James Hudson. He's not that great. I know they moved you. Another guy got moved from defensive lineman to offensive lineman. And oh, he didn't get what he wanted. Well, then do what he did. Transfer. It's in It's in the rules now. It's okay. If you don't like what Harbaugh said, then I guess you can transfer. Or you could just see the fact that the whining crybaby who didn't get what he wanted and played quarterback is now got a favorable draft review from the NFL board or whatever the heck they go to to get these draft reviews. And now he's probably going to go in the NFL draft and get drafted. Wow. 
Boy, that's rough. I wonder what's going to happen to Gentry if he doesn't make a team. Huh? Do you, will he complain and cry that he's on the practice squad? Because when they drafted him, that was like promising him that he's going to play. I don't like bagging on the players, but when I hear this stupid shit, I'm 42 years old. Maybe I'm too old for this new generation of people. Maybe because maybe the real world, last time I checked, is still rough as shit. Maybe in the real their real world things are different. Maybe in their maybe they're in their world their sky is purple. I don't know. But in the world I live in, the, it's rough shit when you get into a world and being an adult. It, it's it's crummy being an adult. It sucks. You actually got to work hard and you got to do things. You just can't get promised stuff and then complain when it doesn't happen. So maybe James Hudson didn't come along as fast as they thought that he should come along. Or maybe Stuber was better than James Hudson. Did anybody ever think about that? James Hudson, did you ever think about that? Aubrey Solomon probably left because he didn't like Jim Harbaugh. Probably. I don't know why. He just probably didn't like Jim Harbaugh. So he's going to go home. He's going to Tennessee. He's like two hours away from Tennessee. I mean... Two hours from where he grew up in Georgia is where Tennessee is located. That's from what I heard. Maybe he's homesick. I don't know. Or maybe he just doesn't like how Jim Harbaugh or Don Brown run things. Either way, that's your that's your, uh, that's your your prerogative, pal. I'll see you later. I actually am a fan of Aubrey Solomon. And I'll be honest, I'm going to watch all of these kids just to see where they go. Because I want to see if I'm right in this and what I've heard and making us not. I wouldn't say a snap judgment on these kids because whatever. I just, I want to see. Does Gentry get drafted? If he gets drafted, does he make a team? Then I'm going to to follow that team just see if he says anything. Because I don't think you hide who you really are. Now, I think Gentry's probably a very nice kid. And I think he probably was raised right and all that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to make uh, judgment on who he is as a person. I'm making a judgment on the generation he comes from. And that is a bunch of whiny babies because parents like me, well, not like me because I was hard as shit on my son. And me and my ex-wife were both, you think you're crying, why? Uh, Life isn't easy. Get the fuck over it. Get up and start acting appropriately. Because we know real life isn't easy. And if you're going to be that devastated or hurt over something that the world is telling you, then you're doomed. So we didn't want our son to be a Fabergé egg or a nice little little soft guy who thinks everything in life is going to be okay. We didn't need that. We didn't want that. And right now my son's going into the Navy. He's a bad mother effer. So anyways, getting back to this. James Hudson try harder. I want to see if when he goes, whatever school he went to, I'll have to look it up again. I think Central Michigan. I want to see where he, how he plays. I want to see even if he starts. And if he starts, do they take advantage of his skill set? Because maybe he wasn't good enough to be an offensive lineman for the Michigan Wolverines. You know, because as much as they want to bag on Harbaugh, Harbaugh has to run this company. He can't always worry about what he told you. Yes, maybe at the time, James Hudson, when he told you, yes, you can start. Yes, you'll be able to start because you were on an upward tra- trajectory and no one else was doing as, as good as you were. Well, maybe you plateaued. Maybe other kids got better. 
And he can't, yeah, unfortunately, he told you positively, this is now, if you take what the article says, which I'll post on the Michigan Maniac podcast, I will post the article so you can all read it. But maybe he he has to think over the overall greatness of this team. And if you guys get butthurt over the fact you're not getting what you want, then things like the team start to suffer. So I don't know if, if it's Harbaugh who needs to loosen up or what, but I'll tell you, Saban does the same shit. Every major program is going to do the same thing. They do not have time for your feelings because they get paid tons of money to win. So, yes, you guys could go ahead and tank the season for Harbaugh if you don't like Harbaugh, and then they can fire him, and then you can get somebody else in here. But I'll be honest, I love Michigan, and I love Michigan football, but we have not been known to be the greatest people when we go to hire anybody. I'm talking football-wise. Beeline was one hell of a hire. Awesome basketball coach. But if we don't like Harbaugh and somehow we think that there's somebody out there better than Harbaugh, which go ahead and look, there isn't. Um, what are we stuck with, guys? Are we going to get another Brady Hoke? Are we going to get another Rich Rod? So we really then drive our team into the ground and never become a good and never regain anything? Because Harbaugh's got his back. I mean, and that's just something us as fans have to realize. Harbaugh did exactly what Harbaugh came to do, and that was get us back to winning double-digit games per year. If you look over the – we as Michigan are a very – we have been a very steady, steady program, winning 9 to 10 games a year. We, you know, we're always about top five team in the nation. Yeah. Back then, it was a lot harder to get to a national title game because you had to be the number one or number two team in the nation. But we always were known to lose a game or two we shouldn't have lost. You know, this is the way it goes. That's how Michigan's been. We've been 10 and 3 now, three out of the four years Harbaugh's been here. That's pretty effing good. That's pretty fucking good, guys. You know, yeah, it was embarrassing the way we lost, but I think that has to do with the relationship right now between Harbaugh and the kids. And also, if you look at it defensively, this is another one I wanted to address. They said that Don Brown has a simplistic defense and that it doesn't do well against playmaking quarterbacks. Well, that's not always the truth, okay? That's not true. It may be simplistic to look at, but I'm sure it's pretty, you know, complicated in its own right. But here's the thing. We're going to say it didn't look good against playmakers. Well, we stopped uh, Trace McSorley, uh, Lewerke. I mean, we've stopped kids that were playmakers. It's just that we had playmakers also out on the field. I'm sorry. If we're judging how our defense is going to look next season off of what or how we are as a team this season, actually, this is what I want to say because next season – the kids look like they they need some growing. They need some uh, you know some seasoning, some getting used to this whole game, this whole game thing, you know. But it, we can't let the Peach Bowl be a judgment of who we were as a team this season, because the defense was in shambles. In shambles. I mean, first of all, we we lost Rashawn Gary and we lost and we lost Devin Bush. Boom. 
I mean, you saw it yesterday that Devin Bush's presence was greatly missed because Florida's running backs were getting to the getting to the edge and trying to turn the corner. And they were able to do that. So those little tosses, those little wide tosses that normally Bush nails and only gets even back to the line of scrimmage or maybe a yard, we're going for three or four yards because we don't have somebody as good as Bush right now in the middle. Bush is, Bush is uh, just being on that field changes the way our defense played. That is the biggest loss we had this whole season was Bush not playing in that game. And it was felt. If you didn't realize how good that will that if I was an NFL player, uh, not NFL player, but scout, and I was looking at Michigan for whatever reasons, the number one thing that would jumped out to me would have been like Jesus, how good is Devin fucking Bush? I mean, our defense looked. We went from a staunch, strong defense to a bend, bend but don't break, but then finally break defense. I mean. And also, here's another thing. I would be thinking, God, how important is Quiddy Pay? Because yeah, Rashawn Gary left, and you know who felt who filled that that role, who filled that empty spot? Quiddy Pay did. And then guess what? Quiddy Pay got hurt first quarter, I think, first or second quarter, gone the whole game. Gill gone the whole game after like the second quarter. Uh, isn't there any boy? Is that weird that all of a sudden they started popping big runs when our best defensive lineman and our our guy who's supposed to be taking Bush's spot is gone as well? You know what I mean? Like, wow, what a shocker! They would run right up the middle and get huge chunks of yardage. I I can't imagine that. Oh my God, really? That's what happened. So as fans, we've got to realize. We did not have much on that defensive line. I mean, Aubrey Solomon's gone. Quiddy Pay's gone. Sean Gary's gone. Then Devin Bush, who's in the middle, plugging holes, getting getting from side to sideline in what looks like warp speed, gone. Devin Gittle, gone. So we're missing five dynamic players that made our defense fantastic this year. So what a shock that a good team in Florida that suffered no injury and has the one pro player they're putting out into the draft actually make a good, actually have a good game. Whoa, I'm shocked by this. Facts? Facts instead of just blaming it on Harbaugh? No, what am I doing? I know. I would love to just blame one big bad boogeyman for our problems. I would love to. But we've got to be honest with ourselves, and we've got to look at why things are the way they are. I hated losing. It made us look fucking awful. It made us look like a bunch of bumbling fools. I get it. But when you get hurt and you have five key players off your defense, five, don't expect a great defensive uh, put out. Just don't. You're not, you're not going to get it. I know they're all they're all scholarship players, but if you go from having two to three snaps a season to having to play the whole effing game, well, guess what? You're going to see results like this. Plain and simple. Christian Turner had one good run, so I don't know I, that that was decent. Jameric Woods, I think, could be something. I do. I think that was pretty decent. Um, 
I'm kind of excited about what our offense looked like to a certain extent. I think Harbaugh needs to stop calling plays. Either Here's one thing. Harbaugh needs to, and this is the one thing I will blame Harbaugh for, he needs to get break out of this mindset that he's in and really talk to or even immerse himself into a great OC in the NFL or somebody like, go talk to Andy Reid. See what the hell he's doing. All right? Because that if you really want to get Shea into the NFL, then you need to talk to Andy Reid and figure out what he's doing with, with Mahomes. And we need to start becoming more aggressive pass-wise. I would love to see us pass 70% of the time and run at 30 next year. If Evans is going to be our starter. I think Evans is a good running back. And if we are a 70% passing team first, I think that'll help Evans be even more deadly because uh, they're going to have to spread that team out just to guard us, you know, and Eubanks, I think is going to be a great tight end for that. Uh, McEwen, I don't know what, I don't know. He's got butterfingers now. I don't know what to think of this kid. Um, but, you know, we need – and then hopefully Zach Charbonnet comes in and kicks everyone's ass. And you're just like, this is this is the guy. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to hear more things about, hey, this running back said he was going to start. Now he's not starting. I got to – you know, whatever. But it's for the betterment of the team, right? No one said, well, the betterment of Zach Gentry's feelings. We're not going to run the team off of what Gentry feels he should have – that should have happened to him. And I'm sorry these kids really believed that a coach was going to tell them the truth. I'm sorry. He's a CEO of a multi-million dollar company, and that is the Michigan Wolverine football team. He does not have time to baby your feelings, but he does need to improve the way he thinks offensively or we're screwed. And then also another thing I'd like to say I know this is kind of random and everywhere, but that's just how I'm feeling right now and how I'm thinking. And I think it's part of the charm of the show, to be quite honest with you. Uh, whatever. So, but what I'm also thinking is I don't know if Shea deserves to have the starting gig right off the bat next year. I'd like to see what Dylan McCaffrey can do. I want to see what he can do. I Hey, I want to see what Brandon Peters can do. I want to see what Joe Milton can do. Get these all five, get all these kids competing, and let's just see who the best one is. Forget about promises and what we're going to give you, and let's just focus about who's the best on the field. Maybe then, maybe then we'll be, we'll start winning Big Ten titles. God forbid, I don't want to say national championships yet because the kids we're, we're taking on are whiners. Because, I mean, do you think, how do you think Jalen Hurts felt over there at Alabama? I'm just curious, Gentry. Put yourself in Jalen Hurts' shoes. You've won a national title, your player, the SEC player of the year. You have, like, I'm going to say he's like 20 something and one or 20 something and two when it comes to victories for Jalen Hurts. He has one bad half against Georgia in the national title game. He gets pulled for Tua, the better passing quarterback. And now Tua leads them to what looks like a great shot at another national title. Do you think Hertz came in not being told he was going to be the starter all four years he was there? 
I'm just curious. I'm sure there were some promises broken because I don't think Hertz said, oh, yeah, no, no. Oh, you're going to let me be starting quarterback, and then when you don't like my performance, you're going to pull me no matter what time of the game it is. Oh, good. No, no, I'll sign up for that. (laughs) Shit happens, guys. Kelly Bryant, I think his name is, was the starting quarterback for Clemson. Got them to a national title last year. Or no, got them to the playoffs. My fault. Got them to the playoffs. Uh, Huh. That's weird. He got them to the playoffs, but then the coach decided there was a better player he wanted them to play so they could win national titles. Huh. That's interesting. I wonder. I wonder if, if Kelly Bryant felt the same way as Gentry. Oh, wait. Kelly Bryant transferred. Oh, that's it. Though he believes himself to be a good quarterback, so he's going to go follow to be a quarterback. Huh, I wonder why Gentry didn't do that. That's interesting. Oh, maybe because Gentry is a fantastic fucking tight end. And maybe he's a better tight end than he is a quarterback. Sometimes we don't like to hear things about ourselves that we don't really believe is true. You know, there's a lot of things I had to fucking swallow in my life. And that, guess what, has only made me a better person. It's only made me a better comedian. It's only made me a better worker in what I need to do. You know what I mean? So, yeah, life's hard, Zach Gentry. Get used to it. The fan base is passionate, Zach Gentry. Get used to it. Um, Yeah, I agree with you. They shouldn't say awful, attacking, personal things. If, like, anything about your family or about you, I agree with that. But I can't control all fans. But if you think that we're not going to criticize your sweet little your sweet little self, because when you play bad, we shouldn't we should only put band aids on the boo boo instead of pouring salt on them. You know, I mean, get over it, dude. You're going to the NFL. I know you're going to be a millionaire, but you're going to have to deal with people who scream at you awful, awful things. That's just how it goes nowadays. We're turning into Rome, all right, where the mob rules. Okay, get used to it. I don't like it either, and I'm glad to see that when fans step over that line and throw beer in the players' faces, they get ejected and they get banned from that stadium. I think that's appropriate. I really do. But if you think that people are going to be easier on you because you're going to the pros, you're nuts. Get used to it. Get used to it because it's only going to get worse, pal. I do. I hope Zach Gentry's a great tight end because he's really talented. He's fast. He's tall. He's got good hands. And if he learns how to block a little bit better, he's going to be a very high draft pick and a very good player in the NFL. But this attitude's only going to hinder him when he gets somewhere. Just shut up and play. I hate to say that, but just do it, especially when it comes to the fans. I'm not when it comes to your political opinions, then have them do whatever the hell you want to. I guess just don't do it on on company time. But just play, man, and you'll see people leave you the hell alone. But if you don't play well, people are going to criticize you. Just the way it goes. Plain and simple. Um, Don Brown. I don't know what Don Brown's going to do next year. I look at that defense. And Carlo Kemp's uh, awesome. Um, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, I think, with uh, a complete offseason and strength conditioning will only get better. Um, Dwum Four, I don't know if he's staying or going, but if he stays, he also was a positive in this bowl game, and he got hurt as well. 
And then our defensive backs, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm excited that you get Daxon Hill out there instead of uh, Kennel. And here's another thing. Get ready, Kennel. You aren't a good cover guy. You're probably not. I don't know. I don't think Kennel's going to go to the draft, which I'm, I'm not shocked by. He is a tradition. He's an old school safety in a in a uh, system that did not help him much. Maybe some teams in the NFL could maybe use him. I'm not sure, but he can't cover to save his life. He's just slow. That's all. He's you know he's fast to play college football. He's just slow. He can't cover the slot guy. Daxon Hill will. So those passes that Florida got on us, every big pass that that. Uh, Kennel was holding on to or was guarding. Um, yeah. Daxon Hill is way faster. We'll be right on that. So, yeah, we'll see a difference there. And then you got Metellus. I hope he stays. I, I think he's going to be a fantastic safety next year. And I hope the Brad Hawkins of, in the world, they, they work hard. I hope they work hard and try to unseat Metellus or even slow the progression of Daxon Hill because you're so good that Harbaugh feels that you get the job done. But I also feel if you're not getting the job done, you should get yanked and somebody should go right in there. That's why in that Ohio State game, I can't for the life of me believe why Brandon Watson was still in the game. Amory Thomas runs a lasered 4-4. I'm sure that's fast enough to stay with Paris or to stay with that other third string wide receiver that's super fast. I'm sure that was fast enough to be there. Or at least fast enough or faster than Brandon Watson. So, you know, I, I just think I'm excited to see where our our defensive backs go. Because you've got Hill and Long who may or may not go to the pros. More than likely now they're probably going to go because it looks like everybody just quit in this game. Our wide receivers are amazing. I love to see black upset with himself because he didn't catch that touchdown i mean we had two touchdowns called back because of you know one this guy stepped out of bounds two the christian turner run he stepped out of bounds and then black just dropped it but black went up for an act like an acrobatic catch and it just didn't it didn't land right that's all talented kid super talented going to be a great player next year I truly believe Nico Collins, Black, and DPJ are going to be phenomenal next year. And we need to we need to really uh, cultivate that. So that's why I don't think Shea should automatically get the starting job next year. I don't. I think whoever has the strongest arm and who could make those passes. And I, my, my odds on favor would be Dylan McCaffrey. That's who I would like to see. Get really get the shot to try and win out that spot. I just want the best quarterback possible. And it always looks like Shea in big games starts short dicking passes all over the effing field. There are times he could have hit guys in stride, but he threw it behind them and they had tripped and fell over their own feet because of the progress they were because of the forward mo- momentum that they had, that they had to rearrange their body just to catch the ball. Good quarterbacks in big games. Put it right where the wide receiver is running in stride. Every time I see a long ball that Shea Patterson throws, I feel like he's throwing every bit of mustard he's got into that ball and it still doesn't go very far. 
I think he's a good quarterback. I really do. I I like him as a person. I love the kid. I I think his his mental outlook on things is very good. He's strong-willed. He's feisty. He's all those things I really like in a quarterback. So I want him to win the job, prove that he can make these passes, prove in big games he can show up. Because in the three big games we had this year, he where was he? Like the biggest, well, I, the Peach Bowl, who cares? I'm not even going to add. So the two biggest games this year, when we needed him to play big, he disappeared. The, the, the Notre Dame game, I'll give it to him on this one. He was brand new in the system. We were all brand new in this system trying to figure out whatever. You know, Runyon, if we were going to judge Runyon off that Notre Dame game, then we would, he would have never blossomed into the really good offensive lineman he's become and he's going to get better next year but you know so Shea Notre Dame game I get it but that kind of was a precursor if we were paying attention to what happened to him in the Ohio State game kind of short dicking the ball everywhere uh feeling pressured feeling worried playing kind of scared um you know I I, I don't know what else to say about that. I think Dill McCaffrey will make should win it, but I don't know. I'm only going off the short the short times I've seen Dill McCaffrey play, and one was in that Notre Dame game. And guess what? That kid walked in and did not act as if the moment was too big. And I just keep remembering that. Now, granted, maybe over time he he doesn't play as well, but I'll tell you if he comes in. Uh, not warmed up, you know, didn't really have any, you know, what not really paying in play, got in there and looked as good as he did for that short period of time. He was driving us. We were we were making good, good yardage when he started. Shea came in, you know, we got a touchdown, but then he fumbled the ball. Uh, you know, so what how do we how do we judge the Notre Dame game? You know, and then Ohio State, why he didn't get pulled earlier, I have no idea. If anything, Harbaugh needs to stop holding on to his loyalties to his team and start playing who needs, who best suits this team. You know, I think Shea's a good quarterback. I just don't think he should be granted the starting job right off the bat. He should have to earn it. <laughs> Plain and simple. Um, I don't know. Now I'm I'm actually very excited to see what happens in this offseason. I want to see who jumps boat, who's going to leave, because I want to see if Harbaugh changes his approach, gets rid of Pep Hamilton. I mean, this is, if anything, this drama has created or is going to create one of the more interesting offseasons we have seen at Michigan in a while. Just in who's leaving. And will Harbaugh get rid of Pep Hamilton? Will he then change his own mental outlook when it comes to being a coach? Is he going to jump into that figurehead role where you get a dynamic OC and you allow him to make all the calls? I mean, because that's what they do at Clemson. Clemson has one hell of an OC. And then Dabo every once in a while will chime in. Why don't we do that? Because it seems to be working great for Clemson. I guarantee you it works pretty well over there at Bama because I don't think Saban calls all the plays. And I don't think he's the end-all, be-all when it comes to the plays. I think he allows his coordinators to do most of the work because he is the CEO. 
CEOs have different different things they got to do. They can't call all the plays. That's why you hire those guys. That's why you give them millions of dollars so they can make all the plays and call all the plays and make you look good. You go to the kids' homes and you get all the great players and you bring them to Michigan and you allow your top-notch coordinators to make great decisions for the for the company, for football, for Michigan football, okay? Will that happen? Is Harbaugh going to do that, or will he still stay knuckleheaded and keep keep doing that 1984 offense or his mentality? You can't mix old-school mentality with a kind of a new-school theme because all you do, they're water and oil. It doesn't work. Water and earth. All you do is where you really get just get a mess, you get mud, you get crap, you get whatever this is becoming offensively for us. So Harbaugh needs some big decisions made here soon that he needs to come up. Is he going to be a figurehead? Is he going to change the way he thinks of offense? What's going on? He should just be a figurehead who deals with quarterbacks and helps them with their mechanics and things like that because he's really, really good at that. Really good at that. Let somebody else who is a much better offensive mind call the plays. Let's start winning a few games here. You know, let's start doing that. Then, only then, will we get better, I think. I think Harbaugh needs to just become the CEO. Deal with the top-notch quarterbacks we're getting in there. Teach them how to do certain things. Focus every once in a while. You're like, hey, Guy upstairs, did you think about this? Yeah, I got that. Cool. Boom. Let go get an OC that kind of is amazing. And let's see where that goes. We don't need to change our scheme. I'm sure a great offensive coordinator is going to come in and see the parts in which he has, see the wide receivers he has, see the running backs that he has, and he'll adjust his system to fit what's best for our team. Because that's what good offensive coordinators or defensive coordinators do they have a somewhat system that they're thinking okay what i can do best boom plug these guys in and let's go you know that can happen or you can get a guy who's like kingsbury who has i'm only good at this system and this is the system we're going to run i don't want that guy I want a guy who can adapt and say, oh, yeah, this is college football. Every year we're going to have different people, but this is kind of the idea I want, and this is what's been very successful for me. So, And then here are the players. Can we make this work? Yes. A guy who can adjust. That's what I want to see. I want a guy who has a great system who's willing to adjust some of it to fit the best players possible. I don't know if that exists. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. That's what I would love to see. I can't wait for this offseason. Yeah, we lost the Peach Bowl. But like I said, you miss five five dynamic players on that defense. Quiddy Pay got hurt. Devin Gill got hurt. Bush was missing. Uh, You had a hurt uh, Chase Winovich that really showed it out on that field that day. And then Rashawn Gary, all gone or hurt. I mean, I don't know what you were expecting. After that happened, we had a bunch of inexperienced kids playing a defense that must be a little bit more complicated than we're giving it credit for because they didn't realize what they had to do on some of them. On some of those plays, we look bad. But that's what happens when you're missing five dynamic players from your defense. 
And then whatever was going on offensively, we already talked about. Harbaugh's got to change. Got to get a dynamic OC. Got to just start to that figurehead portion of his career, you know, and really just know what Jim Harbaugh does best and then just focus on that. And then I think we'll see a big change next year. I think we'll have a great season. Um, but I don't, I don't know right now. It's going to be, woo, this is going to be crazy. I can't wait to see. Are there going to be a bunch of these little soft, soft hearted dudes leaving because they didn't get the promises they got? Is that going to happen? You know, why do you think the school system's in the way it is? Why do you think more kids, why do you think there's so many videos of kids fighting teachers or talking back to teachers or just not plain listening? Because parents won't parent their children, won't tell them how bad life is. When we stopped taking, when we stopped using a score to play games at a young age, I get if you're three and four or six and seven and you're just trying to learn the game, fine. Score really isn't that great. Who needs it when they're just trying to get the fucking, uh, they're just trying to get the fundamentals of it all. But that's also a fundamental. You don't have to make kids feel bad, but winning and losing, that shit exists in real life. Winning and losing, being disappointed, being how, learning how to deal with adversity is one of the great things about sports. That's why we put our kids in these things so they can learn to deal with adversity because that's what life is, is adversity. And if as long as we continue not to tell all the score doesn't matter, oh, winning and losing, there are no winners and losers. There's only winners. Then you get these kids who, oh, the coach lied to me. I could have been a quarterback. Well, maybe you weren't. And maybe you could have been a decent quarterback. But if you believe so much in yourself to be a quarterback, then why don't you transfer? Why did you just accept the role as a tight end? Oh, and by the way, you're going to the NFL. I don't know how many times I can make that point. Maybe he wasn't good enough to be a quarterback. And maybe, just maybe, our coaching staff saw something greater in him. That's why they're coaches. That's why they're supposed to be builder of men, remember? Teachers, coaches, other things like that were there to help parents raise these kids. Now I think the parents are so busy working two jobs and all that kind of stuff, they have to let other people raise our our children. And that's where we're having major problems here. So if we could all get back to an old school mentality on some of this stuff, it would be great. Just teach your kids life isn't filled with rainbows. You're going to deal with some type of adversity. And the guy who knows how to deal with it is usually the most successful person you'll run into in life. You know, just saying, I, I've never met somebody who's been given everything and they are interesting people. If you really think about it, the people who've been given everything in life are usually the most annoying, self-centered pieces of crap you'll ever meet. Now, I'm sure there's, there's the examples. I, you know, there's the oddities or the, the people who are actually opposite of everything that the uh, stereotype puts out there. I get it. I'm just saying. Well, I'm going to get out of here. So, you guys have been fantastic. The season, needless to say, has been crazy. Um, I, uh, starting soon, starting with the new year, I will be doing Patreon podcasts for basketball. I will be doing news drops uh, for 
everyone else about football and other interesting things like that. Just like do, one thing coming up, do I feel that the revenge tour either helped or hurt us? Different things like that. Things that I've been thinking about and that I think will help us carry on through the off season, and then we'll hit this next season running, man. So check out the Patreon if you haven't. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to put up a lot of a lot of content there. Uh, you can get the stickers that I just got. You can get all sorts of things. So just check it out. Um, Patreon Michigan Maniacs podcast. And after that, guys, that's where we're done. So uh, it's been a great season. Interesting off season coming up. Stay tuned. And then always and forever. Remember, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.